to Literary Anything, our Marion Libraries podcast where we talk about anything literary and literary anything. I'm Jane. And I'm Paula. Hi. Hi. Here we are again. <laughs> again. In April. In April. But again, full disclosure, we are <laughs> pre-recording. We are, just a little bit. Yes, because Jane is off very soon now. Yes. Are you ready? Week. No. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> I have a suitcase down from the cupboard and that's it. Oh, well, you've got time. <laughs> I do. You've got time. So, and yeah, we're pre-recording, but I think once I get back, we'll, then be, we'll be quite on time for each month, yep. which is good. Yeah, that'll and be good. And much easier because we keep getting confused about what, <laughs> what month, month we're, we're in. talking about. That's right. <laughs> which so. is why we need full disclosure because we just can't fake it. No. Nah. <laughs> we couldn't do that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and I've asked Jane to please take pictures yes. while she's away, and then I'll be reposting them on our social media. Yes. So. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram um, if you want to see Jane's adventures yeah. <laughs> in North America. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so where shall we start? Should we talk about some things sure. that we've got coming up? Yep, absolutely. So um, I was going to mention on the 15th of April, mm-hmm. um, in preparation for History Month, which is the following month, we have Researching Your Family History on computer, which is um, a program that they're offering through the Marian Heritage Research Center. And it's for people who um, maybe don't know where to start with researching their family history. Um, It's a free session highlighting some of the best and often free websites available to search online, suitable for beginners and all ages, information packs supplied, and they assume they've got, you've got a certain level of computer skills. And Danielle, our Heritage Center um, coordinator is yes. running that session. Danielle is amazing. Yeah, and she's a beautiful person. She's lovely. <laughs> so she is a great teacher and somebody who can really just, she lives and breathes local family She history, does. She? She's she just passionate just about it. it. So yes. She will um, do a great job. So yep, so that's the 15th going. of April, 2 till 4 p.m. Um, they would like you to book. So um, ring the Heritage Centre, 7420-6455. Lovely. Um, also, that segues into the fact that we are going to have Danielle um, come and do a special um, family history episode of the podcast for us. So what she's done is um, I've given her some details about one of our staff members, and she has um, gone away and dug into um, Ancestry and other places mm-hmm. to find out information about his past. So we're going to have the staff member and Danielle here and we're going to record an episode so you can hear what you can find out. Will that be revealed on the spot in the podcast? Yes. So it'll be like that. What was that TV show? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah. It's like a little mini version of that. That's right. Exciting. I know. I think it'll be fun. (laughs) Who knows what you'll find out. I know. All sorts of skeletons could be lurking in the closet. You'll notice it's not me that she's um, (laughs) researching. (laughs) No, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to do that either. Um, We've got a Book Talk Tuesday coming up. Um, Tuesday the 9th of April, we have a local author, Ben Lafra, who is a... um, He writes, epic historical adventures where historical fact is intertwined with exciting fiction. Mm. So his series is called the Gideon series. Um, If you're into that sort of genre. fiction. Yeah, Yeah. slight fantasy type stuff. This will be a great one to come along to. So that's Tuesday the 9th of April. That's 10.30 in the morning down at our Park Home Library branch. 
Again, bookings are essential. Check online or give us a call on 8375-6755. Yes. Um, the other thing I thought we could talk about was our junior builders. Um, this is during school April school holidays on the 26th at the Cultural Centre from 10 in the morning till 12 noon. Um, and this one you don't have to book for. It's just a drop-in thing. Um, so it's for... Um, what are they building? Are they using Lego? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it says suitable for ages five to seven. So if you've got someone in that age bracket, Lego yeah, players. Lego builder, then yeah. come on down and we've got lots of Lego for them. so much Lego. We do. Like epic amounts of Lego. Yeah. So, yeah. So bring them down. And the other thing I was going to say was, um, you know, our school holiday activities are extremely popular mm. um, and they often book out and so if you do want a prompt for um, the fact that the bookings are open do follow us on social media um, on Facebook um, because I will um, put out prompts for when you can start to book yeah. in for the school holiday Getting activities quick. yeah so you don't have to be disappointed right thanks cool yep yeah, no worries so. Anything else we would need oh. to talk about before we get into our book for this I month? I think so. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that I shamelessly chose this book yes. because of the fact that I, I'm just going to just confess right up that I absolutely love Russell Brand. <laughs> and it's funny because just before we were about to come in and record this podcast somebody said what are you reading this month and we said mentors by russell brand and someone said i hate that guy which is the attitude i often encounter when i tell people that i love russell brand he's a, a divisive kind of character i feel like he people have a perception of him rather than actually realizing that what his public performative persona is not necessarily an indicator of how intelligent and deep he is as a human. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's part of what I like about him. Mm. I like the dichotomy of the outside not really matching the inside. He looks yeah. like, I don't know what he looks like. He looks like a someone who's completely off the planet. Yeah. And, and he has been, you know, crazy. He has and been off he the has planet. been, yeah, he has <laughs> been that. But he's come down to earth, I would say or maybe even yeah. not he's on a spiritual plane um i've loved him since i first saw him in forgetting sarah marshall he was very um, funny he was really movie. funny in that yeah. but i generally actually don't like most of his movies because um mm. it's more on that sort of um superficial plane of yeah. him just being goofy and wacky and whatever um but i read his um autobiographies my bookie book and my bookie book too i don't know did you ever, did you ever read this is my um, very first Russell okay. brand book so i'm interested to see what you think of it yeah and comparison. ditto i'm also yeah. interested to hear your sort of more fresher perspective yeah. on not having read anything of his before um this is so completely different because um obviously or not obviously but in his um, previous autobiography, not that this is an autobiography, it's not at all, but in his um, autobiographies, he he talks about his recovery from um, drug and alcohol addiction mm -hmm. and from sex addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of his antics and shenanigans and crazy things that he went through, um, um, you know, because of um, suffering the way he was suffering. But I guess what I really 
love about him is that beyond all of those crazy stories and all of the um, the the way that he suffered is there's just I feel such an honesty and a desire to um, do good in the world and to mm. help people. Yeah, and that's what I really. Um, love about him. Um, beyond his um, autobiographies, he also used to do um, a social media um, channel called The Trues, which was his look at the news. The true news is how is why he called it The Trues. And so he would take the news um, stories of the day and put his perspective on what you know, um, what what really was going on in the news and what. Uh, people are really wanting us to Offering believe. A perspective. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and and asking, challenging people to think. You know, why is media pushing this narrative mm. of fear often and um, yeah. panic? Yes, but that's sort of his background. Um, I thought maybe again I'll read the back so people sure. can have an idea of what this book again which is called Mentors How to Help and Be Helped. And this only just came out. Yes. And that was it last month this came out. Or I don't think it's it very in here. Yeah, it's very very new. So you may not have had a chance yet to read it. Yeah, but we will be you will see it in the library by the time April or yes. you will see it in the library. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it'll be um, in the library for sure when you hear this. How do any of us progress beyond our temporary limits? The potential person we can become hums in an invisible grid within and without us. A genius may actuate by intuition, but all of us need heroes, role models, and mentors. I have mentors in every area of my life, as a comic, a dad, a recovering drug addict, a spiritual being, and as a man who believes that we as individuals and the great globe itself are works in progress and that through a chain of mentorship we can improve individually and globally together. So that's what the book is about. It's not a very big book. 167 pages. Oh, okay. I already that up. Yeah. Um, it is. It's a... It's a deceptive book, mm. I guess, because of what um, I didn't really know anything about this going into it. I didn't even I didn't even read the back. Okay, I just started reading. Yep. Um, I guess given what the public perception is of him, mm. it's quite a deceptively profound book. Mm. Did you? Well, because of all of my knowledge of mm. him, and I've read. Um, he also writes a lot of things, not a lot, but some things about sports, and I don't know anything about sports, so yeah. I never read any of his sports stuff. But other than that, I've generally mm -hmm. read um, all of his stuff. So I know that he's a very deep philosophical, mm. spiritual thinker. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was prepared for that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, yeah I, I do know that he's an incredibly intelligent person, mm. and that comes across. It's not a... a I wouldn't call this book an easily accessible book to everyone. This is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. That's right. I it's, would agree. It's very wordy. It's very... Even just, you know, your first paragraph from the back of the book will put people off. Mm. I, I, think, I, I remember when I read my book, Ewok, I was not... Um, prepared for the fact that I would need a dictionary yeah. alongside yeah. me when I was reading it because yeah. he is I think of him as a master of language and again it's not everyone's cup of tea people no yeah, I could I could imagine just being like oh I can't but it, I love I personally mm. I find him 
yeah, like a lyricist with his words, how he weaves them together. There's some, I love there's it. some beautiful sentences in this book. Mm. And if this had been my own copy, I would. this is the kind of book that I would have a highlighter. And I'm a big advocate for not writing in books, obviously. <laughs> Don't write in our books, please. <laughs> <laughs> but if this had been my own copy, I would at least have um, highlighted sections or put sticky notes in because this is the kind of book that I feel like I could go back to if I needed a little bit of guidance isn't the right word but a bit of I don't know yeah guidance could yeah just in that um general area that mentoring is so such a beautiful relationship yeah to have and just um since you've said that I I did put a sticky note which I will Mm-hmm. take out before I put it back mm-hmm. into the library um, because of exactly that I just mm. thought that this bit um, was um, something that I would want to come back to or yeah. that I yeah I will come back to um, because he's talking about this um, he he's calling it a system of prayer and mm-hmm. I think prayer could put people off it even kind of puts me off a little bit I'm not a religious person yeah um, but I think of it more as sort of a meditative um, something that you could use mm-hmm. Um, and he says, basically, the formula is, one, gratitude. What are you grateful today for today? Be specific and think of three examples. Two, courage. Ask for courage and think where you will need to apply it over the course of the day. Three, healing. Pray for the healing of people who need it. Specifically, this means whenever anyone tells me of hardship, I remember them the next time I pray. If nothing else, it disrupts the constant self-centered introspection. Four, synchronicity. Ask to see the signs and guidance of the unseen world. Now when coincidences occur, I know I asked for them, so I look to see if there is anything I can learn. And five, alignment. Be in alignment with the greater will. Don't be caught up solely in egoistic need. Have purpose that benefits your real values. And I Mm. felt like, wow, if I took some time every day to do those five things Mm. or think about those five things, I think it would be really beneficial. Oh, for everyone. Honestly, Mm. imagine if everybody did this. It's quite the philosophical kind of a book as well, isn't it? It is. Um, when you read it though because each chapter the first eight chapters I think it is Mm. he talks about a different mentor in his life and what that mentor has given him yes or helped him learn or helped him develop within himself Um, it's a very vulnerable book and it's honest and open and I really appreciated that Um, it adds weight to the broader message of letting yourself be vulnerable opening yourself up to change um recognizing the need for personal development and embracing development um i really enjoyed it yeah yeah and it wasn't easy to read yeah and it's wordy and it's not the usual thing that i would read but it was it wasn't it's interspersed with humor and humility and yeah i think that's one of the things that i find so attractive is his ability to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and and um his humility um in saying i didn't know what i was doing and i went and spoke to you know this guru in india yeah um and and yeah to approach these spiritual leaders in a way that i can relate to of you know we, we live in this um, world of in in the in first world you know um, communities yeah. where it's, it's the spiritual guru just seems so inaccessible and so yeah. yeah I liked the way that he approached them and letting us know what he was thinking 
yeah. um, when he went to them and yeah. yeah I yeah I really liked it um, there's a great very funny chapter on becoming a father in there did mm. you enjoy that chapter yes yeah yeah I that it's was... it's so it's so weird to think of Russell as a father for me because mm. you know this is the man who used who got shagger of the year award yeah. in Britain for like five <laughs> times in a row or something crazy <laughs> like that yeah um and he's just come such a long way to think of him now mm. with daughters yeah I find it funny when men who have sort of behaved in that way end up yeah. having daughters it's sort of like so what life's trying to teach you something yeah. life's trying to how will that mm. impact yeah his future behaviors and worldview yeah and yeah yeah uh it's definitely and something that i would probably go back to again um did it surprise you um i knew that he was i've heard him speak and i've heard him interview people and um push the status quo mm. in interviews so yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be um, a vapid nothing Fluff. of a book I knew that it would be intelligent um, but I didn't think it would touch me in the way that it had does that make sense yeah. it sounds so overdramatic but no, I didn't glad. expect to be um, I didn't expect it to mean as much as it did to me oh excellent Some of the, the phrases yeah there's some beautiful sentences in there that just clicked yeah oh that's good yeah one thing I was going to talk about was that surprised um one thing that did surprise me was he talks about his podcast um and I'm a, a fan of his podcast although I find as with this book that you have to be in the mood to be sort of challenged intellectually mm. um it's not like you say it's not fluff so yeah. sometimes I feel like with a podcast I like to switch it on just to kind of relax and, going. Yeah, yeah but you can't listen to his podcast like that you have to be concentrating and yeah and um so but anyway I do love his podcast and he has amazing people on he mentioned some of them here Naomi Klein Adam Curtis Brad Evans other people whose names I can't pronounce so I'm not <laughs> going to try um but he was talking about um, using his podcast um, to try and um, address some of the political things that are happening mm. in the world. And he said, I inquired, made contact, and went as far as making an appointment to record an interview with one high-profile right-wing activist. Um, and I thought... Yeah, I liked this. Yeah. I thought that that was a really um, interesting idea. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Why not have... Um, somebody because obviously Russell's more on the left mm -hmm. and you know have those conversations because he said that he's had multiple intentions but one of them was to try and engage a dialogue between you know the right and left mm -hmm. um, and yet when he went to his mentors to ask what they thought of it they all said don't do it mm -hmm. and so he didn't um, and he said that his unconscious his unconscious desire was to create conflict in his peaceful life not to mention my messianic belief that i can stitch together diverse political and social beliefs to create a utopian tapestry and mm. i feel like i feel like he can do that <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted him to do it and i was surprised mm. that his mentor said don't do it and so he didn't yeah i, thought, I really liked that section mm. yeah yeah That's i thought good. that was interesting but so should people read this I, well, like you say, I don't think it's for everyone. No, I don't think, there'll be a whole heap of people that cannot get past the Russell brand. 
mm. brand. Bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be a whole heap of people that will read it because they do like his brand, and it might be. It's going to be too much for some people. Yeah, I, I feel like um, as a fan of his and a consumer of most of his media, um, I don't know if I got anything particularly mm-hmm. new. Yeah. From this, mm-hmm. but it's just a continuation of the message that he's trying to mm. put out. Of um, you know, kind of we're all in this together, and let's yeah. not let's be outwardly focused rather than so yeah, and so us and them, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Excellent. Well, that'll be in the collection, so put it on hold. Yes. If you're interested. If you like that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else do you have to well, talk about? This Shall I talk about this one? Yes. yes. This one is called I Might Regret This by Abby Jacobson. Now, if you heard our last podcast, you would have heard Paula jump in at the end and say that we flipped our book choice for this month around. We had originally chosen this book to both read and discuss, but we have had the hardest time ever finding this book yeah. to put in the collection. Such a shame. And we don't like we don't wanna we don't wanna talk about books that aren't going to be readily available. Yeah, or that you can't get so that you can read and exactly. read along with us. We so want you to be able was, to do that. It was nightmarish even just getting this one copy. So there will be a copy of this in the collection, but only one but like I said, we like anything that we talk about. Generally, there'll be at least two copies in the collection. At least, yeah. At least, so not to mention other copies available around at exactly. other libraries. So. so it was hard to come by, and I don't quite know why. But anyway, it's called "I Might Regret This: Essays, Drawings, and Vulnerabilities, and Other Stuff" by Abby Jacobson. Abby is one half of the creators of the TV series Broad City with Alana Glazer. Um, it's one of my favourite TV shows. It's hilarious. Right. And have you, you haven't seen it? Have ha- I've seen little bits, but I haven't it's, really it's gotten into it. It's another one of those not everyone's cup of tea kind of TV shows. Is it a bit bizarre? It's a, it's a little bit bizarre. It often gets lumped into the sex in the city and girls genre of TV st- oh, okay. shows, but it's not. I don't feel like it is that. It's not at all mm. like either of those. It's just hilarious situations of two best friends that just are they in new york they're in i think they're in brooklyn oh but okay you know same difference yeah. really well <laughs> sort so of. the two people in australia sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um and i yeah i loved it so i was really excited to hear that this book was coming out um it was okay oh it was, it's a very, again, it's another self-reflective book. She's got illustrations and then she's got stream of consciousness chapters. Which isn't always a pleasure to read. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then some fairly potentially long-winded prose interspersed without there. So probably the first half of the book I was like, oh, this is not what I wanted it to be. Uh. And I ended up skipping. So every couple of chapters... She has a stream of consciousness kind of thing about what she's thinking about while she's trying to get to sleep. And it's just things like 10.22 p.m., blah, 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 uh, 11.03, blah, 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 blah. I'd skipped those entire uh, chapters. So they're not, like, funny or entertaining? Not really. That's it was disappointing. Just a bit blah. But once I got into about the halfway point, she hits her stride 
with her book. So this is her third book, I think. She's written, she's drawn and illustrated some adult colouring in books. Oh. And I think this is her second, like, proper book. Um, she's got a great chapter in there about working women and being the boss. Okay. Um, and the insecurities that can sometimes come along with being the boss. Yeah. And I'm doing air quotes again here <laughs> for those who can't see me. Um, she's a self-proclaimed overthinker um, and planner, which I completely, totally identify with. Yeah. I'm an overthinker and a planner to the nth degree. So she talks about, you know, worrying about things that happened 20 years ago in drama <laughs> class that was so embarrassing in year 10, but, you know, still <laughs> She's not over it, it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at first I thought it was a bit of a typical, I mean, Abby's in her 30s, but that sort of millennial, vapid type of a self-indulgent book. Okay. But by the end of it, it really is, it's a complex look into the complexities of being a woman and the, I guess, dichotomy is probably not the right word, but, you know, it's okay to think about, oh, I wonder which hand cream is the best hand cream for dry skin, <laughs> but then also be thinking about climate change, right. gender equality and all of those sorts of things. <laughs> so that's all normal stuff. Yeah, and that's it's okay. the stuff we all deal with. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. okay to think about both things. Yeah. So at the end of the end of it I really liked it but I wish that it had been edited down um, a little bit more to be a bit more concise a bit tighter yeah tighter mm. exactly so we decided to take that book oh, yes. out yes of our um selections and so we have replaced it with um well, should we say what we've replaced it with since we're well, not reading it until let's wait. June? Okay, let's wait. okay. So we we've replaced it people. with something good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only other book that I have actually not quite finished it yet, but I'm mm -hmm. almost finished, is I'm listening to the Phil Collins autobiography oh. on audiobook. Wow. Because I was lucky enough to go to his concert last month. Yeah. And I think we're gonna have we're gonna showcase our slight age difference <laughs> here again. But Marginal. I was super excited <laughs> to. Um, I wasn't planning to go, but somebody um, had a free ticket at the last minute and asked me to go along, and so it was extremely exciting. Was and it so much fun? It was so much fun. I'm a you know I was a teenager in the '80s, mm. so. Phil Collins was ubiquitous. He just, yeah. you could not turn the radio on, turn yeah. the TV on, turn watch a movie. He had cameos yeah. and he was just everywhere. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, I forgot how much I love Genesis as well. That was the yeah. band he was in initially. And I, I don't think I realized that he was doing his solo stuff and doing his Genesis stuff at the same oh, time. They, yeah, they, they were just kind of going back and forth. The other. I know, I thought so too. I didn't realize but, that either. Yeah, so the, his um, concert was called Not Dead Yet, and his autobiography is called Not Dead oh. Yet. Um, and he, um, of course, reads, he, it's read by the author, which if you're a fan of somebody and they have an autobiography, um, it's I think it's really fun to listen to it on audiobook when it's read by the author, because it's like the yeah. person sitting next to you telling you yeah. their story, and yeah. it's Phil Collins. That's cool. Um, so yeah, he talks about how he got started, and the stories behind the songs, what he was going through in his life when he wrote, you know, like Susudio, mm. or not Susudio, but 
uh, now all the songs have just gone completely <laughs> out of my head, but you know, all those lo- love songs that yeah. he's written and um, talks about working with Genesis and Eric Clapton and Robert Plant and Elton John and Sting and all, you know, those yeah. amazing, great, um, you know, super popular people from yeah. the 80s. Um, and and what it's like to do these tours that are just grueling and night after night in all these cities and the impact that that has on his personal life, which his personal life's been in the tabloids and he's been married three times and oh. he's got lots of kids. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So if I'm my son was in the car with me for about two minutes while I had this on and he was like mom this is really boring <laughs> so you know if you're 17 you have no idea who Phil Collins is obviously you're not going to be interested be thing. no yeah. but um if you're like me and you grew up with him mm. um I think yeah it was really interesting I really enjoy biographies like this that are and the same with um documentaries about musicians and bands I love knowing the Behind the scenes behind the details, exactly. exactly. So you're even just interested in the mechanics of a tour and a band and songwriting or whatever. Yeah, this sounds like it could work for them too. Yeah, whether you're a fan of his actual music or not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you get to hear how um, artists collaborate mm. together and what's involved in writing a song for a Disney movie yeah. and and you know how you how you, how you start that how you send the the studio a demo you mm. know it's all yeah really yeah. interesting for those cool. those kind of behind the scenes reasons and he's also a really good writer not only of songs but also so he, he can, wrote it he, he didn't have a um... it doesn't say he had okay. uh, so i don't know how much help people get but i don't know, either. I don't know the, the way that you know he uses a lot of sort of analogies and mm. it just seems like he wrote it i mean if you're beautiful songwriter then theory says you can write I guess so and I guess maybe if you have an ear for music then you maybe have an ear for words and how they come across on the page but yeah it's well done so you had a Phil Collins month I did it's still going on because I'm on the I'm on the last disc so (laughs) all right well that's all I read this month but I've got some things that are coming out in yes. April. I like when you do this and you tell us what's new. <laughs> the new stuff. I've just, again, cherry-picked a few things. Um, I'm going to start with this one. Melina Marchetta. She wrote Looking for Alibrandi. Mm, this that one. is an iconic Australian book from when I was a teenager. Got turned into a movie. Looking for Alibrandi is in the top Ten of my books ever. Oh, it's I have just, to read it, it obviously. Is, yeah, I mean it's a teenage book. Yeah, but it's, it's just fabulous and it's so of its time. And yeah, it's a great book. Anyway, I love Melina Machetta. She's written a new book. This is an adult book called the The Place on Dalhousie. Um, I'll just read the very very brief. I won't read the whole thing, but an unforgettable story about losing love and finding love about the interconnectedness of lives and the true nature of belonging from one of our most acclaimed writers. So she, Melina is young, so she was very young when looking for Alibrandi, she wrote that. I think that came out in, I was in about year eight, so you know, 1994 or something like that. So she's been writing a really long time and she's moved into adult fiction almost exclusively, I think now. Um, so that's coming out on the 2nd of April, so right, less than a month. Yeah. 
She's touring nationally. I tried to get her for here, but oh. we weren't successful. Oh, I might, I might send another email though to just do it, Jane. Work see. your magic. You know, you gotta try and get the ones that you love personally. Don't Absolutely. You? <laughs> if so Russell that, Brand's ever in Australia, I expect you to I'll keep work my extra eye hard. <laughs> I'll keep my eye out. Um, another one. Now, this one might be something that you read, given your own. 80s gal Mm. um brett easton ellis ah he's got a new book coming out on the 9th of april it's called white this is not fiction it's they've categorized it as is a pan mac book biography and true stories slash memoirs oh that'll be good so i thought i'd write just this read this little bit here in white ellis pours himself out onto the page and doing so inviscerates the the perceived good that the social media age has wrought, starting with the dangerous cult of likability. White is both is white is both a denunciation of censorship, particularly the self-inflicted sort committed in hopes of being accepted, and a bracing view of a life devoted to authenticity. What an important message that yeah. is right now. So I think we should just say for those of you don't who don't know brett easton ellis wrote yes. american psycho yes and um, the huge book less than zero yeah. which was massive when that came out in the early early 80s where mm. is it here 85, 85. 1985 okay. mm. so he's got brett easton ellis got a huge cult following there's lots of mega fans of his writing so i think this is definitely one to keep an eye out on 9th of april that one comes out yeah, and we we in our family, I feel like we talk about that um, all the time about because we've mm. got kids on social media. My kids are teenagers, and I'll worry about that sort of thing Absolutely. all the time. So yeah, that sounds it seems like a really like important a one, timely um, message in that book. Yeah. Now two others. This one is called Diary of a Crap Housewife. <laughs> I this, love it. <laughs> this is a book by Jessica Rowe, who people would know from um, TV. What's that Channel 10 show that she was on? Studio 10? I don't watch television that I much. I don't watch that either, yeah. but it was one of those morning shows. Okay. Um, so she I know her name for sure, and yeah. I recognize her picture. So yeah. she used to be, um, I think she used to um, do news reading as well, okay. I think. Anyway, she has got a really big following on social media and she has she's got her hashtag crap housewife so she's really authentic in her social media she posts photos of her um the dinners that she cooks her kids and it's beans on toast or it's you know a cooked chook from woolies with a bit of salad right up. there's nothing pretentious we've all been there we've done a lot of those dinners in our house it's she couldn't be less pretentious if mm. she tried. So she has now written a book um, that coincides, I guess, with this social media um, following that she's got. Um, the little subheading is, why not cut the crap, take the pressure off and admit to the moments, days, weeks and months when the wheels of the household do fall off. Mm. And they do fall off. So this kind of ties in loosely with the Brett Easton Ellis book in that there's starting to be this groundswell of wanting authenticity and presenting what's real and true on our social media. Yes, yeah, so as opposed to the shiny, happy veneer all yeah, the time. All the time. Yeah, and we're and the a bit sick of it. Everything and yep. the, yeah, and the you know the perfect dinners that the mother who also works full time has created for her family, and they all sit at the table and eat it together, and you know. Yeah. 
It's a farce. <laughs> Most of the time. So that's coming out. Um, I don't know when. Al, this is an Alan and Unwood book, so I don't know the date it's coming out, but it's April sometime. Sounds good. And I have one last one. Is cool. that okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this is a Penguin book. This is coming out the 16th of April. It's called A Mother's Promise by Lee Barnett. So this is a an autobiography, I guess. Oh. Um, I'll read it to you. See if you remember this in the news. Okay. After a bitter divorce, Lee Barnett lost custody of her baby daughter, Savannah, to her ex-husband, Harris Todd. Desperate to stay with her daughter, Lee fled her hometown of Charleston, South Carolina, taking Savannah with her. They travelled the world under aliases before finally settling in Queensland, where they lived as Alex and Samantha uh, Geldenhides, I think they said. Um, Then one morning in 2013, 18 years after they first disappeared on the other side of the world, the FBI finally caught up with them. Lee was charged with child abduction and passport fraud charges and sentenced 21 months in a US prison. She was released in 2015 and is currently living in Texas on probation. Samantha, now 23, who had no idea about what her mother had done until the arrest, is still living in Australia. Wow, that sounds fascinating. So... I don't know if it wasn't huge on the news. No, I don't remember that. It was, I mean, as I just said, she fled with her daughter and then they finally caught her. But by that stage, the her daughter, daughter was, an, an was an adult. Yeah. And she's clearly still living in Australia. So this is her book, The Mother. I can't believe she only got 21 months I for that. that. I know. I feel like if it was the dad that took off. Well, probably he would be up know. for a lot more yeah. unless this extent I don't know mm, yeah I guess, I guess read, read the book and find out yeah so yeah wow that sounds really interesting so I think that'd be an interesting book it's it's a bit of true crime slash memoir slash mm. I don't know family saga maybe a yeah. Bit. yeah so that's A Mother's Promise by Lee Barnett so that's 16th of April again all of these books we send them to our collections team so they um, get them for try us. Try to get them for yep. us so that if you're interested, you can reserve them. Yeah. Um, one last thing I thought I'd mention um, is that apparently Netflix is rebooting the Babysitter's Club. It's <laughs> going to be amazing. Yeah. Did you read Babysitter's Club? No, I didn't. So oh, when you said, gosh. when you, Jane walked by and saw me printing this off and she um, started singing the theme song, <laughs> are you going to do it for us now? No, I'm 100% oh, on, not going to. <laughs> Definitely not. I am slash was a massive babysitters club fan huge fan and and it's so funny because only a couple of months ago I went down to my mum's place and dug through her garage looking for my old books because I had so many of them and my daughter is almost of the age where she would be ready to start reading them okay and oh my gosh honestly did you find them no oh (laughs) But, we'll have to get them no, from the library. No, I didn't find them. But Audi had, have I don't know. They've re-released them, I guess. But Audi had them for like two ninety nine. So okay. I bought the first three, and I've stashed them away so that she can be indoctrinated <laughs> into the awesomeness that is the Babysitters Club. Cool. It's kind of like, you know how with Sex in the City, everyone's like, "Oh, are you the Charlotte? Are you right? The, you know, okay. That stupid thing." Before Sex in the City, it was who are you in the Babysitters okay. Club? Are you the Stacy or are you the Claudia? And who are you? Well, <laughs> I wanted to be. I really wanted to be the Claudia because she was so cool and she had 
I could we could do a whole podcast just on this, <laughs> honestly. She was cool and she wore funky clothes and she had earrings and this long, gorgeous hair. And but she was super cool, but I think I was more the Marianne. And who's Marianne? See, it doesn't mean anything to me because I don't read Marianne's them. the the shy. Aw. The shy, um, nervous plain Jane of the group. That is so not you. <laughs> no. So I think I was the, I think I was her, maybe a bit of Christy who's quite bossy. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe all girls have a bit of all of them inside well, of us. Right. There's no, there's no bad one to be. Right. Um, but this is exciting because the Babysitter's Club is so wholesome and lovely and, you know, it's just a group of best friends right. who, you know organize themselves and create their own little company for goodness sake right and isn't it great to have um narrative female narratives fantastic especially back in the 80s and then continuing on now oh my gosh um yeah did you love the tv series as well because then they did a tv series they did too i was a little bit older when that came out but of course i watched it i don't think it even went for that long like that many episodes can't quite remember Mm. but yeah whenever I go to quiz nights and you know how you have to think of a name for your group I always every time like can we please be the babysitters (laughs) and nobody ever says yes one day though (laughs) one day (laughs) you'll get your wish (laughs) so did you think the books are the books are better do you think it's a good thing netflix is doing this or should they leave the books alone and the books are awesome because oh. that's what this article i printed out says just you should read the books instead because the books are I awesome i think the books the books are going to be better there's so many books in the series it's yeah i think everyone should read the books it depends who knows maybe it'll be awesome i don't know yeah i hope Apparently, the author it's, of the books is excited. Well, I guess, Anne, of course, she's going to be excited. Anne cause, M. Martin. Uh, Martin, yep. Because um, it means she's going to sell more books. But anyway. <laughs> so here's another thing. I told you I could talk about this forever. So yep. in the books, I think they're, they're, they live in Connecticut. What's yes. the town? Stony Brook, Connecticut. That's right. Yep. And so when I'm in New York in a couple of weeks, uh-huh. I've kind of, and my husband doesn't know the real reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, look. There's some libraries I should probably visit in Stamford, Connecticut, and I'm going to try and wrangle. I don't even know if Stony Brook's real, but I just want to go to Connecticut because I just have an image in my head of what Stony Connecticut Brook. is, which yeah. is the Babysitter's Club. Oh. So that's the secret reason. Well, you definitely have to take a photo of yourself and post it on I'll find something Instagram. that looks like what I think the Babysitter's Club was like. Yay. <laughs> Jane anyway. also plans to meet Justin Trudeau while she's <laughs> over in Canada. You know, you gotta dream big. I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, well, that's all I had. Um, yeah, that's so all I guess I had. all that's left is to announce our book for is it, May. Is it your turn? I think it is my turn. So, our book for May is Normal People by Sally Rooney. <laughs> Um, and I actually have no idea what it's about, but I just Me keep either. seeing it on everybody's list. So yeah. I thought we should read that. I think that's how we picked it because it is on so many people's this is an awesome book list. Yes. So I assume it's that. about normal people. Right. I wouldn't know anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> we'll be surprised. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So read normal people and come back and visit